In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto the ages of all ages, Amen. Like we were saying uh, in the introduction to the readings, that the Feast of the Ascension is coming up. The Feast of the Ascension is coming up this Thursday morning. And in the Feast of the Ascension, Jesus, after he rose from the dead for 40 days, um, uh, goes up onto the Mount of Olives um, and near maybe the peak of the Mount of Olives, gathered with him his disciples, and he tells them to meet him there. And then he uh, his ascends bodily, like in his body. His, his body ascends to heaven um, and the angels tell the disciples, why are you looking and are you, why are you so amazed? Um, this is Jesus who rose from the dead. And as he ascended to heaven, he will also come back again. And, um, you know, it's kind of like maybe Jesus is going home in a certain sense. Um, and it seems sort of like the natural progression of Jesus's incarnation and so on. And then I guess he should maybe go back to heaven. Like, I guess it seems to make sense. Um, and maybe some of us have never really asked too much why the Feast of the Ascension is so special. But in one word, because we'll probably talk again about it on Thursday and maybe again next Sunday as well. It's so special because humanity had never been in the holiest place ever before. And now humanity and divinity united in the, in the single person of Christ has been carried by him into the holiest place of all, into the bosom of the Father. And that's why, that's why typically in Coptic churches, if we didn't put an icon of Christ here on the back wall, it would be very boring to look at, right? And this, the, 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 the wall itself represents the bosom of the Father. But no one has seen the Father at any time. The only begotten Son, He has revealed Him, like it says in John chapter 1. And so we put the icon of Christ seated in the bosom of the Father and us seated in Him. And so we have our own special place in Him. So Jesus is preparing His disciples for this. And in John 14, He says to them that I go to prepare a place for you. And Thomas tells him, you know, um, just show us the Father and that's enough for us. And Jesus answers Thomas, and I'm afraid that the answer that he gives to Thomas is sometimes maybe the answer that Jesus gives to me in a lot of things. Jesus answers Thomas and he says to him, uh, or, uh, or sorry, Philip, he answers Philip. Philip says to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? I feel Jesus maybe sometimes is telling you and is telling me, Have I been with you so long, and still you don't know me? What am I speaking about specifically? The very first, the very first thing Jesus says is, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, I know, I know there are a lot of things that worry you. I know you're worried about a lot of things. I know, I know that when I tell you that I go to prepare a place for you, that I'm going to leave you to his disciples, that is, that that worries you. I know that it troubles you. But don't be troubled 
You believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus is telling us, pause for a second here. Believe in me. What's he saying? Let's think a little bit about Jesus and what he has done for us. Jesus, out of his great love for us, or the, the Holy Trinity, out of their, his great love for us, underwent the Annunciation, the Incarnation, and He chose to come and have solidarity with us. When we chose the path of death, He said, I choose the path of death with you. If you choose death, I choose you. If you choose death, I choose you. Whatever path you've chosen, I choose you. And I'm going to go with you the, the whole way. Whatever way you're going to go, I'm going to go with you as well. Think about Jesus for a moment, who has chosen to have solidarity with us, who has chosen not to leave us, who has given us many promises that he, where he says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. If the nursing mother forgets her nursing infant, I will never forget you. He who touches you touches the apple of my eye. And so on and so on. Many promises of which you all, you, 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 you know, maybe you know them even better than me. Many, many promises that God gives us to be with us. Jesus is telling us that when we're faced with uncertainty, when we're faced with uncertainty, what we need to do is to believe in Him, to review back what He has done for us. When, 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 when King David, David, the shepherd boy, was going to fight Goliath, and he was questioned about his, his, the legitimacy of his ability to fight a giant and him just a shepherd boy and the giant a man of war from his youth and so on and so on. David went back and looked back over his life and said, when, when a sheep was stolen by a lion or a bear, I caught it by the beard and I killed it. He had an experience to go back and look at. Some of us may have beautiful stories um, in our lives of where God was very true to us and where we, we saw the very clear faithfulness of God. Let us remember these stories and hold fast to them. If you don't feel that you can recall a particular, a particular thing in your own life, in your own personal experience of God, of His faithfulness, then, then look to his life. Look, look to his actions. Look to his deeds. At the very end of the gospel, Jesus is speaking to his 12 disciples who have been with him from the beginning. And he says to them, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. He's saying, if you don't believe me, believe me because I raised Lazarus from the dead. Believe me because I raised the son of the widow of Nain from the dead. Believe me because I raised the daughter of Jairus from the dead. Believe me because of all of the people you saw healed. Believe me because of how you saw the wind and the wave calmed. Believe me that because the moment I entered into the boat when you were in the wind and the wave, I was miraculously at the place. Believe me because we fed the 5,000 together. Remember when we were together and we fed the 5,000? Believe me, when we, because we fed the 4,000 together with the seven loaves. Believe me. Jesus is speaking to his 12 disciples. He's not speaking here to, to a bunch of, of pagans and atheists. He's speaking to his 12 disciples. In, in, in the Pauline epistles, St. Paul mentions 
that some of the closest disciples to Jesus didn't believe in Him until the day of Pentecost. Can you imagine? So don't be disheartened if you feel shaken sometimes by some things that come in life. But Jesus' answer, Jesus' answer to your worries and mine is believe in me. Believe in me. Not believe about me. Believe that I once existed and this and that. No. Believe in me. Believe in my character. Believe in who I am. Believe in, in, in how, who I am and how I treat people and what I do. Believe in me. Most of all, believe in what Jesus says. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. When we find ourselves in dark places and we're looking for a way out, Jesus is telling us, believe in me. Believe that I am the way. I am the exit door that you're looking for. I, I am the solution that you're looking for. In a, a larger, more cosmic context, more Christological context or salvific context, Jesus is the way, He is our way into the holiest of the holies, which is these, all of these readings preparing us for the Feast of the Ascension. He is the way. He is our way out of our ancestral sin. He is the way out of the brokenness of this world. He is the way out of this world to the restored one. He is the way. And He's saying to you and He's saying to me, do not be troubled. Don't let too many things trouble you. I really love one of the Psalms in the Compline Prayer, right, which says, that I will not let my heart contemplate too many th big things that are too big for me. But I'll keep my focus on you. Oftentimes, when I find myself worried about many things, I hear Jesus saying to me, Martha, Martha, you're worried about many things. When I find myself worried about many things, I tell myself, oh my soul, I'm not going to contemplate all of these big and lofty things, but I'm just going to keep my eyes on the Lord. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, says Jesus. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. I have sinned. Forgive me, my fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters. Please pray for me.